0: Welcome to Ask the Pastors, a segment of the West Hills podcast, where you have the opportunity to ask your questions and receive biblically grounded, pastorally sensitive answers from our pastoral staff. My name is Brian. I'm your host, one of the pastors on staff here. I'm joined by Pastor Thad. Hello. And our lead pastor, Will. Hey, hey. And in today's episode, we'll be addressing a question submitted by Aaron Troll. Aaron, thanks so much for your question for today. He asks... Why do some denominations observe Lent and others don't? And then why doesn't West Hills observe it? So I thought it would be wise just to start off. Maybe for our listeners who don't know what Lent is, uh, maybe we can start with defining what is the season of Lent, why is it observed, who observes it, um, and then maybe we can dive into the question, what denominations do observe Lent? Are we talking about the stuff that gets caught in your belly button? Or, <laughs> or are in we, the dryer sheet.
1: Or are we talking about Mark Wahlberg's 40-day challenge? We are talking oh, about I'm the sure. Mark
2: Wahlberg 40-day challenge. Mark Wahlberg, okay. All right, just <laughs> clarify. Uh, a a definition a definition of Lent, um, kind of a, a general one, is that it's a period of fasting, moderation, self-denial, traditionally observed by Catholics and some Protestant denominations. It begins in the liturgical calendar on Ash Wednesday and ends on Easter Sunday. That lasts 40 days, not including Sundays. Um, Sometimes during Lent, people will choose to give up um, certain activities, uh, beverages, food, hobbies, or they'll commit themselves to more time in prayer um, or fasting or attending church services. But Mm -hmm. in some ways, it's used as a practice of self-discipline. Uh, it's to—it's meant to be a focus on spiritual things um, and that's kind of a, a general idea that there's some who will give up other things and there's no real precedent for what must be given up or what you must do in that, partially because similar to Good Friday or Easter or Christmas Eve services, it's not found in the scriptures as a biblical command. It's mm-hmm. mm. a great definition. Thanks. Any, Will, anything to add to that
0: definition? No. Uh, that... If, if not, why don't we just jump in? Uh, why do some churches and denominations observe, and why do some not observe Lent? Yeah. So I'll, I'll try and tackle a first pass at this. Um, awesome. In my
1: kind of clicking around and reading arguments for and, and against, uh, and also just you know, obviously, being a pastor and making some of these decisions here personally at, 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 as a church at West Hills, um, I'll try and share. Let me start with six reasons why I think um, some, especially evangelical Protestant uh, churches, denominations, have um, maybe historically been a bit skeptical of Lent and of you know, participating in in the observance. So one would be, um, you know, as Thad sort of hinted at in his even definition of of Lent there, um, and I know Thad will read us a quote here in a little bit um, that that hits on this even more, but one possible pitfall with Lent, um, obvious one is, you know, the, the tendency and temptation toward displays of outward righteousness. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, traditionally with with Lent, if if you know anything about Lent, um, or sorry, let me back. If you know anything about Ash Wednesday, the start mm-hmm. of Lent, um, kicking that. You know, Ash Wednesday is known obviously as the the Ashes Holiday, where you know you you see someone walk into class or someone walk into the office with the yeah. the black ashes on their on their forehead and. So there's literally an outward display um, of uh, pointing you signaling that this person has, um, you know, been to church and, and it seems to be at odds for some of us maybe with, mm-hmm. um, for instance, Jesus's uh, command from Matthew 6 um, when he talks about when you pray, when you fast, when you pray, go to go to the closet, do it in secret when you fast. Uh, don't, you know, make a big show like the Pharisees or so everybody looks at you and applauds you and thinks you're really holy, but um, wash, your wash your face. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it, it literally is at odds with, uh, you know, you're, you're putting ashes on your face to mark to let yeah. people know I've been praying. I, I'm going to be fasting the next 40 days. Um, you know, Mark Wahlberg goes on Good Morning America, or whatever, with his ashes on his forehead to talk about. And again, you know, we could get into motivations there. I mean, is that an opportunity in an increasingly secularizing society to, for a platform for ministry? And to, you know, somebody sees that, and especially as as the culture becomes more and more biblically illiterate, and even, you know, Christian culturally illiterate, you know, less and less. I, I read something that said that, you know, Fifty-seven percent of millennials. This was a poll a Barna poll from back in 2013, I think. Fifty-seven percent of millennials. So it's even higher now with, I'm sure, Gen Z and everything. Uh, don't know what Lent is. Um, so, you know, don't, don't know what Ash Wednesday is. So, if that's the case, then maybe that's maybe on the flip side, that could be an opportunity to have a spiritual conversation with somebody, uh, share the gospel, you know. But but I do think that, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that temptation toward outward righteousness, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're just potentially setting people up for doing something good, um, you know, being called to prayer, fasting, repentance, but for the wrong reason. Uh, the second one would be related to that, um, which is maybe an outcropping of that is temptations toward, you know, a kind of theology of, of earning God's favor, um, you know, that a lot of us might be wary of a lot of the the sort of sacrificing, the, the giving up associated. Again, if you know anything, of, not just mm-hmm. about Ash Wednesday, the ashes, but Lent, you think about sacrificing. You mm-hmm. think about what are you giving up for Lent? That's the kind of number one question, right? Yeah. So it's all about kind of what what can we sacrifice for God, and so it could that could of course lend itself toward you know competition and a, and a big contest for who's given up the most for Jesus, right? And um, and and just again the the maybe unspoken um, kind of theological assumption behind that, uh, and and that it really becomes more about again our sacrificing for Jesus in the midst of this season that's supposed to be preparing us for good friday and easter that's all about celebrating his sacrifice for us and so i think that's another one that for a lot of us we we would you know look at that and say oh man you know again um, can you can you fast from things for the right reasons and to for for good effect and to god's glory absolutely i mean again we'll come back to this but um you know scripture Jesus seems to uh expect that we're going to fast I mean he says you know when he got asked why why don't your disciples fast like John the like all all the Pharisees disciples and he says oh you know they're not gonna fast when the bridegroom's with them I mean, we're we're partying now I'm here with them but the time will come when I'm taken away and then they're gonna then they're gonna fast and he also says in Matthew 6 when you fast you know Clean your face. He doesn't say if you fast; clean, he says when you fast. So, it, it does. Jesus assumes that we, we are going to be praying, we're going to be fasting, and so um, you can do all that for the right reason. But obviously, we know human hearts are wicked and mm-hmm. sinful, and so we can do that for the wrong reasons. And and, and Lent might be a, a way of um, of contributing to that. Another would another would be, um, you know, this this question of okay, if the very idea and definition of Lent is carving out this 40-day period of intentional, focused um, fasting, prayer, uh, deeper commitment to Christ, whatever, um, that kind of assumes that before those 40 days and after those 40 days, you aren't really uh, as... Deeply committed to praying every day, fasting, uh, repentance, and generosity, and all the things that Lent is supposed to be about. And so, I think, yes, yeah, some of us might be even even the idea of setting aside. And, and again, there's there's arguments to all these things. We'll get to, but you know, the idea of setting aside specific time um, for discipleship at least at least ought to raise the question. Why aren't, why aren't you doing that all the time? Like if if that's a helpful discipline for you, if you know fasting, if giving up—I mean, if, if if whatever it was that you sacrificed for Lent, whether it's red meat or social media or whatever—if if that was a healthy, helpful, positive thing, not only to you, you know, personally, but like to your spiritual maturity and your relationship with Christ, then. Why, why would, why would that just be a forty-day thing? You know, I mean, it's at least a, a question mm-hmm. that's, that's worth asking. Um, uh, a fourth one would be maybe to get historical that there have been. You know, there's, Lent has its baggage. I mean, again, as as the church has become increasingly ignorant of its own history, um, I think this is not a huge reason why um, a lot of people are wary of, of Lent anymore, but, um, you know, it's it's kind of like our Halloween episode. Should we celebrate Halloween? Halloween, you know, its origins. Maybe not its origins in the case of Lent, but certainly some of the the, the things historically that went into the, the observance of Lent were not great. I mean, including the priests and bishops selling exceptions to Lent. I mean, at a certain point in time, um, you know, the, the Roman Catholic Church that, uh, where Lent sort of all originated out of, um, it seems like probably in the fourth century. The origins are a little unclear historically, but probably somewhere mid-fourth century after Constantine um, and after sort of the Councils of Nicaea and stuff um, is when Lent arose. The first pope that made it official sort of Catholic doctrine, like, we are celebrating Lent um, was, was late sixth century. So, um, another, maybe two two and a half centuries later, but, but all that to say, um, you know, just that idea that, that the Pope made it official Catholic, that you will fast, you will give up, you know, red meat, you will, um, do, do this, this, and this in a way that was clearly beyond, not necessarily unbiblical, like against the Bible, but just extra-biblical, you know, not found in Scripture. I mean, you're adding on human traditions to uh, what Scripture says, um, you know, and in, 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 we would probably say from a again Protestant perspective um, in sort of opposition to what the Bible itself says about not adding to the words of Scripture, and you, know, you think about think, passages like Romans 14, and you know some people are going to eat meat, some people aren't. Some people are going to celebrate the Lord's Day Sabbath, some people aren't. Post Jesus, and so there's should be room for Christian freedom on a lot of this, but the Pope said, no, you're doing this. So even that, and and then you know that the, the Pope, the Catholic Church found out a way, huh? You know, we we told people they can't eat red meat, but if they really want to, maybe we could sell you know kind of like indulge like if they pay enough they can get an exception you know i might like just all the corruption that was already in the church wow. it just gave more reasons for that that i think is, are kind of ugly and baggage um yeah. i already hinted at the fifth one which is it's not explicitly biblical you're not going to find the word lent you're not going to find anything about ash wednesday um, explicitly in the Bible. And so I think that, frankly, is probably the next to the biggest reason for those of us like at West Hills, hmm. Protestant churches, is it's not explicitly biblical. But I would argue maybe the biggest reason, I've already hinted at as well, is that it's a real, it historically is a really Catholic thing. Like, uh, capital C, we said the Apostles' Creed last hmm. Sunday, lowercase c, Catholic, uh, we believe in the you know Holy Catholic Church, which is like Universal Church, mm-hmm. not like the Roman Catholic Church. But now I'm talking about I thought about changing the word. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. No, uh, uh, that's the historic Apostles' Creed. It it's is. Catholic. Just means Universal. But capital C Catholic means like Roman Catholic. Yeah, that's right. And that's what I'm talking about here is that Lent historically came out of the Catholic Church, observed in the Catholic Church. You know, from our tradition going back as Protestants, it was, you know, as the Protestants were trying to find their way and, you know, in some ways Luther was a lot more Catholic than, you know, many of us would have. Um, I mean, he was a Catholic monk, but, you know, even his view of the sacraments and things was a lot more Catholic. But, but you know, should we celebrate something like Lent? Observe it. Um, and so I think that the, the biggest reason that a lot of Protestants don't is because they're afraid that it's going to look like we're secretly Catholic, and um, they're worried, uh, yeah. yeah, about uh, about that. From you know their their church congregants, their members, and blurring those lines, it's a way to to just you know further distance yeah. ourselves from Catholicism. Um, and so you know that's one where to me I would probably push back on that motive for not observing Lent and say. You know, I think, I think, um, you know, hopefully, 500 years now uh, since the Protestant Reformation plus 500 plus is long enough time that that now we don't hopefully have to live in such reaction against Catholicism and you know make our decisions based on how we can look less Catholic. Um, so if if it's something. If Lent is something that could be helpful um, to observe for people, then we should, I think, be open to that. Um, even again, if it's not explicitly biblical, there's all sorts of things that are not explicitly biblical that we commend to our people. Um, so I'm I'm open to you know the observance of Lent. I just say personally, we I have gone to Lenten services and I um, was prepared to go just this this past year to uh, the journey. Uh, West County does a, a Lent service every year that I, I appreciate and um, and was getting ready to go and then Bo didn't sleep that night and I decided, you know what, this is not a explicitly biblical thing that I need to go do. Like I, mm. I wouldn't miss church on Sunday uh, if I was a little tired, but you know I can miss a Nash Wednesday service. So sure. that's, anyway, that's, that's kind of gives maybe some, at least some some reasons why um, a lot of Protestant churches have historically not. And then, I mean, I think by the same token, the biggest reason that the churches that do observe it, I I think frankly, it's probably the same reason that most churches do anything that we do. It's like, that's that's what we've always done. You know, and if Lent has been observed for uh, 1,600 years now um, by the Catholic church and, you know, not quite that long by other churches, then you know until you have a compelling reason not to do it, that's probably why they do it. we've always done it um, but I, I guess a more positive reason again for observing Lent would be that the whole the original purpose of it, which is it's a it's a call to to be more intentional about prayer, fasting, repentance, generosity and um you know those are all great things those are all Definitely. explicitly mm-hmm. biblical things that we should we should be doing so if if this is a way to to just Boost and jumpstart your prayer life, your fasting life. Then, to me, I think that again, that's why I've, I think, hopefully, historically um, observed Lent. The, the years that I have um, mm-hmm. is just, I mean, I, I like being in church whenever I can. So if there's if the journey is having a church service to pray together and and repent together, then you know I, I, I want to I be a part them. of it. So yeah. anyway, that's that's the. Mark Wahlberg 40-day challenge. (laughs) That's some of the, yeah, why Mm -hmm. I think denominations have and haven't. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, anything to add to that, Thad? Reasons that you know of why churches either would or wouldn't celebrate
2: it? Yeah, I think, you know, one, going back to Ash Wednesday specifically is, you know, the ashes are meant to remind us that we are of dust and our own uh, fallen shortness, that we are not like God. But my pushback towards that would be that a Sunday worship service should be doing that anyways. Mm. And it can be conveyed through reading of God's word, through teaching on the law and the scriptures, through corporate prayer and confessions that... One of the reasons not to is because it should be something we are consistently reminded of as we gather with the body That's on good. Sunday,
0: yeah.
2: And uh, same thing with um, confession of sins that that some view um, a, a bad motivation for observing Lent would be. Others view it as a like here is penance for how I've mm-hmm. lived for this mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year, which mm-hmm. is which is very concerning to me you know personally i have um a family member who every year she tells me what it is she's giving up from lent using it as a way to connect with me but the problem is is she is not spiritual in any way she does not believe the gospel Mm -hmm. she rejects christianity and she does this to think it puts us on Mm -hmm. the same morally good level (laughs) Which I would push back and be like, "Well, I'm actually not observing it." Mm -hmm. And here's, and I give my own reasons Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. for why I don't. Um, One of the major being uh, the not biblical precedents to the Catholic Catholic tradition. With it, um, I would just add that you know Lent can be in if it was an important for spiritual growth like we said it's not in the scriptures the apostles the writers would have recommended it to us yeah. in that um which yet again is another reason not to um i i push back against those who currently do because they think it's it's cool and that they can put pictures of them with the ashes on their forehead yeah i to pivot a little bit since we've talked about you know reasons why not to I think we should do a better job pastors as a whole of encouraging the things like fasting and prayer Mm -hmm. and spiritual disciplines and like some fast from bad habits during Lent like the truths of the scriptures should be the encouragement for removing those bad habits as Mm -hmm. we desire to be more like Jesus. So there are some really good things that come that you can gain from doing Lent. But I have my own personal, you know, reservations about that. You know, you mentioned, you know, you you felt fine skipping an Ash Wednesday service because, you know, it's not biblical. I feel stronger about like a Good Friday service Mm -hmm. that that's important that I would make an effort to go to that. Mm -hmm. even. Definitely. Circumstances, I agree. And maybe that is just where, you know, I'd categorize those things. Same thing about Sunday. I'm not going to miss a Sunday service because I didn't get enough sleep. So that's kind of my addition to, to some reasons why not to, but a couple good things that can come out of observing Lent.
1: Brian, you, good. Said you you have some... Yeah. also personal history with Absolutely. Lent, so you want to get in on this? Thanks, yeah. I, uh,
0: I I grew up in a faith tradition that did not celebrate Lent. Lent was a very new uh, thing uh, in the church calendar for me. Went to a, a school that did practice Lent, went to a church that practiced Lent, uh, talked about its importance um, in the sense of giving things up, seeking the Lord, uh fasting like like you said these things that are scriptural more time in prayer fasting of course not the biblical precedent to actually have these 40 days of doing this um but uh for, for sure the encouraging part was we're doing this together to seek the lord Th- those are the pure intentions but for sure there's the the self righteous side of it of uh, i i gave up social media for 40 days what did you give up like it's it's really easy for, for your motivations to be selfish, to be wrong, to be self-serving. Um, and I think that's for sure the caution for me, be careful not to boast Mm -hmm. in your own self-denial and Mm -hmm. to find your righteousness in yourself. Um, but to boast in Christ, um, throughout the season of Lent. And it takes a lot of intentionality to do that. Well, you said fasting, uh, Without letting people know you're fasting, maybe that doesn't. Maybe that means not sharing <laughs> super openly on your social media. That's whatever, what I was going to say. That you're going through Lent. I mean, that's what yeah. I was
1: going to. You know, my short answer to the question: Should yeah. a Christian observe Lent? Uh, my short answer would be: If you can and are doing so for the right reason. Which, Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I one totally agree. one litmus test for that would be if you feel the urge, the need to post the picture, and it's funny, I just have to admit, I got, Facebook reminded me of, you know, the picture I had posted five years ago or something of me taking Ellery to a Ash Wednesday service with me at The Journey that same one, yeah. and um, and that I just thought about that, and I thought I would not do that anymore I, I mean, I really mm-hmm. don't think I, I'm not saying that to make myself even sound super spiritual right now, but like, I just I know my own heart enough now to know, like that I would post, I five years ago posted that picture. Probably, you know, again, yeah, to get likes and to think, you know, oh, oh here's here's the super special. So I think, for sure. yeah, if 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 you sense that urge, then I would say maybe it's best for you not to even, <laughs> not to even attend the yeah. service in the first place. Check maybe, your heart. Yeah. yeah, check your heart. For sure. um, but if you can do it for the right reasons, you know, hey, I this is an opportunity for me to be called to repentance. Yeah. Called to prayer, called to, to faith, to fasting. Um, those, are all, those are all great things. Yeah. Uh, there's no, no bad occasion for that. Yeah. I mean, Ash Wednesday, you know, pick a random Monday. I mean, just, you know, those, those are great things any day of the week, any season of the week. Totally. Um, and the 40, the 40 days, by the way, um, historically, just back to the what is Lent, hmm. came from, um, you know, Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness and forty days, you know, this mm-hmm. period of forty day kind of yeah. testing or pruning. You, know, you think of Noah and the flood. You think of the Israelites forty years in the wilderness. So there's lots of 40, 40s in there, but um, especially Jesus's fasting and yeah. so yeah, uh, yeah, kind of a, a, a mm-hmm. desire to to be with and like Jesus yeah. in that Holy Week and, and leading up to that um, experience. Mostly but, good. Yeah, I, I, for me. that's what I think. Like yep. you know, most of good, even historical motivations probably behind Lent, and then it's just just like any human tradition that you know somebody had a great idea, and then yeah. a couple centuries later, the Pope came along and said, "Okay, now you all got to
0: do it, and we're all going to compete to see who for does sure. it the
1: best." And you know, so anyway.
0: Yep, and it connect, connected me with the church calendar and uh, the church uh, uh, all around the nation doing the same yes. thing, which is kind of sweet. Something and cool. Palm, Palm Sunday, the connection there, a lot of times the ashes are from burned palms mm-hmm. from the previous Palm Sunday service of mm-hmm. the previous year. So it's just kind of a cool connection of mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, this is when people were welcoming Jesus uh, versus now we're preparing for Good Friday. Yeah. It's humble ourselves so kind of kind of cool so mostly positive experience for me mm-hmm. um, so kind of m- moving uh, towards West Hills why doesn't West Hills practice or observe um, uh, the Lent and should we and will we maybe as we wrap up here in the next five minutes yeah that's a good one given everything we've said
1: would West Hills yeah or will West Hills ever will we have one next year have a service. I did get asked this just this past Sunday by the way um, hmm. so, uh, one of our newer uh, visitors asked me, hey, why or maybe it was two Sundays ago is there an Ash Wednesday service this Wednesday hmm. and I said no and it's a longer conversation so anyway, <laughs> hopefully he'll listen to the podcast but um, yeah I mean I think my probably short answer is no Probably not. Um, I mean, I, again, I don't rule it out uh, categorically, but um, because it's not something we have to do. And because, like I said, there, there are a lot, of, a lot of these pitfalls. Um, and, 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 again, you want to be... It, it, I think about, like, the Romans 14 and, and should we eat meat sacrificed to idols and where Paul says, you know, if it's a stumbling block to a weaker brother, don't do it. And I think, you know, frankly, for right or wrong... Um, you know, some would say, well, you know, St. Louis is such a Catholic city. Um, you know, this could be a way to make connections for people who grew up in the Catholic church. I I would just in my personal experience of our recovering Catholics at West Hills, if I can call them that, um, I would say this this could actually be a stumbling block issue mm-hmm. for a lot of them where they have such negative um you know experiences of and, and reminders of having grown up in the Catholic sure. Church and the the works based righteousness and the meritocracy and the and the empty religiosity. I'm not saying all Catholics. I'm just saying that again, mm-hmm. a lot of ex Catholics are are coming out of that. Um, that I think that for our people, a lot of our people seeing oh us advertise, hey, we're doing a an Ash Wednesday thing. They they would be very Alarmed by that, and would have some a lot of a lot of questions, and mm-hmm. and and again, that's that's not necessarily a a good reason to or not to do something. Fear of man, uh, you know, can slip into that. Mm-hmm. But I sure. do think that you know not being a stumbling block to, um, and and that's then great. again, stumbling block to those who might come for the wrong motivations. And no matter how much we say, don't post it on social media and wipe it off the ashes before you leave, or you know whatever, you know, they're still they're still going to have to have those temptations. So anyway, I don't know. Uh, that's, Mm. I, I lean toward probably no. And, and also frankly, just it's, it's, you know, it is one more thing and we're really busy. So, I mean, if we, if we, yeah, if, if we ever, I don't know uh, what, what are your y'all's thoughts? I mean, would you ever encourage or, you know, be the, the advocate for, uh, an Ash Wednesday or a, a Lenten devotional type thing
2: at West Hills. Dad, you wanna start? Uh, I don't think I would ever be a strong advocate. I mean I <clears throat> at some point I I probably could get to I could get to a place where I could could Support and, and get behind, um, but there there's going to be a lot of I think teaching and instruction mm-hmm. and thinking about how, particularly that Ash Wednesday service is done, and then the teaching on Lent, whether it's providing a devotional that we write or help help people. I I would be much more concerned even just knowing myself that like wrong motivations would be a factor and I think there could be better ways to mm. promote some of those really good habits and mm. spiritual disciplines. Mm. So probably not good, but I could. Mm.
0: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> uh, I don't think I would strongly fight for it, but if we had one, I would excitedly go. Yeah. I uh the the devotional oh, could be something that would be a real encouragement to some people. Yeah. Maybe an Ash Wednesday service, um, you know, just just something to give people resources to kind of dive deeper into the, the church calendar. What a lot of Christians are doing all around the world, yeah. nation uh, and the world uh, during that season of the church calendar could be really beneficial. Yeah. And I would I would participate probably in that Good. myself.
1: Something to uh, prayerfully consider for future years. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. we could circle back. Next week Maybe. we're uh, continuing our Catholic theme, right? We had yeah, uh, do wanna monks. Do the we had monks last week. Catholics this week. We were, why, why do Catholics pray to Mary and the saints? Right. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep the theme going. See how many weeks of Catholic questions we can cover. I in love it.
0: I love it. Yeah. So don't forget to to tune in again next week. Uh, where we'll address the question, why do Catholics pray to Mary and the saints? And are those prayers heard by God, or is it idolatry? Um, And remember that you can submit your questions by visiting the info bar at West Hills, or by submitting them online through our website at www.westhillsstl.org. If you enjoyed this week's episode, hit that like button, subscribe, and be sure to share it with a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week.